0: again, everyone. This is Anne Shine. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. And I am so excited today to have with me A, a very special friend. B, someone that has experience with so many different perspectives and roles at the Naval Academy. And C, she is also a mid-mom and she is a sponsor among other many things. So I would like to introduce you to my very good friend, Kathleen Roars. She is also one of my battle buddies, and I'm very thankful for her.
1: Thank you, Annie. It's really good to see you again. It's It's, great to be here.
0: It's great to have you. Thanks so much for your time and for being here with us. I am going to just ask you to introduce yourself and give us an idea of your affiliation with the Naval Academy
1: and your different perspectives. Well, I'm Kathleen Roars. I am a native Annapolitan. I grew up here from sixth grade on, and I met my husband when he was a midshipman, got married a couple years later, then joined the world as a Navy wife, and traveled for a little while as a pilot's wife, and then when my husband got out of the Navy, we relocated back to Annapolis, and we have two children, one that is a 2011 grad. My husband's a 79 grad, and I am a sponsor mom and an employee of the Naval Academy. Just all around. There's nothing else that you could possibly add except being soup. Well, I have actually, I have, I'm an Army brat, a Navy wife, and a Marine Corps mom.
0: So you mentioned, you mentioned that you are a USNA mom. And of course, this podcast is geared toward USNA parents. And I wanted to ask you, what is the most important thing that you learned uh, as a USNA mom, and how did it help you through your journey?
1: The most important thing that I learned was to be flexible and to not think of the United States Naval Academy as a regular college. It doesn't work like a regular university works, and as a parent, I realized that early on that the Naval Academy was its own unique place, with its own unique way of running things, and that I just needed to go with the flow kind of in the need to know realm. My son would let me know what I needed to know. And that was hard to wrap my brain around as a mom.
0: Isn't it? It's so hard to go through that transition where you're so involved in your children's lives and then all of a sudden you're kind of out of the loop a little bit, especially for, for plea parents. And then for firsty parents as their mid transition into the fleet, how did you deal
1: with the lack of communication? My son and I had an understanding. We came We came to a mutual understanding about communication early on. And I knew how busy, how very busy he was. And I knew that his time was precious at school in order for him to be successful. So I learned to wait. I learned that an immediate answer was not realistic. We set up a call your mom day where I, we could talk at his leisure. And I knew that he was fine and that if he really, really needed me, he would reach out to me. But I also never had that relationship because of his age. I never had that relationship where I was always in constant contact with him anyway. So it wasn't that big of a deal that I didn't hear from him for a few days or a week or something like that. And as a Navy wife, My, my husband deployed and we deployed during the time of snail mail. There wasn't even email when my husband deployed. Wow. We got, I got very used to that delayed communication model and it helped when as a midshipman parent, for sure, it helped that I, that I had that experience that communication wasn't immediate.
0: So that's, that's very valuable insight, actually, and it plays so well with plebe summer and not being able to hear from your plebe and having only the couple phone calls and then of course as they get into the Acura you're so right. Because they get so incredibly busy, and as I write in my book, a USNA Months journal, it's not just about their academics, it's not just about their professional development, because they'll have to study for pronoun quizzes, but it's all the plebe stuff, you know, like chalk calls and news articles and um, just everything that they have to learn about and develop that first year. So that that is great insight. Thank you, Kathleen. You wear you wear many hats as a USNA person. You're an alumni spouse. You have lived uh, as a Navy spouse, a Navy life. You've had to move every so often to your husband's duty station. You've seen life in the fleet and you've raised kids as a Navy wife and you're a USNA mom as well. How do you think the Academy prepares midshipmen just from your experience, having seen the type of officer that your husband is and then the officer your midshipman became in the Marine Corps. How does the Academy prepare them to become good Naval and Marine Corps officers?
1: Well, if you ask my son, who's Marine, he will tell you that in flight school, the Naval Academy prepared him to know how to study. So that that was one insight that I got from him is that of all the things that he had to go through, at the academy learning how to study was one of the most valuable things that he took with him in the fleet there are other things too that i believe really prepare them one of them is that they break them down to the lowest level so that they can understand what it's like to be enlisted and they you know they send them on an enlisted summer cruise they treat them as plebes where they have no privileges that they have to earn. They task them with more things than they can possibly deal with in 24 hours and teach them how to manage their time, how to prioritize, how to memorize and quickly bring back things that they've learned. Like in an airplane, one of the things that you have to be able to do is recall your emergency procedures. So chow calls help them learn how to just regurgitate information quickly and accurately and under pressure everything that they do with them at the naval academy really does have some application to the fleet to their fleet jobs sleeplessness pressure like all that it's it really is a training ground for them
0: everything has a purpose
1: It does. It should. It should. And I think if you even uniform races, you know, where they have to change their uniform quickly and they have to go from one uniform to another and have it all straight and right and or they get penalized for that. It all has a purpose in the end. It's just really hard to see sometimes when your child is tired and stressed and overworked and and then they don't understand the purpose. And then when they get to the fleet, all of a sudden a light bulb goes on, and they're and they say to themselves, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's why we had to do that. That's why yeah. they made do that."
0: It is. It's so true. I remember when I went on the Tiger Cruise when my oldest uh, returned from deployment, and I was very fortunate to be able to be on on the ship for nine days. And I asked the junior officers that were academy grads, if they found any of the things they went through or they were put through situations and such at the academy, if they found that valuable. And they said at the time, they didn't see the sense of it. But being in the fleet, all of a sudden, everything started to make sense. So you're absolutely right. Like memorizing large amounts of information and having to spew them back. And, and they told me that is, that is one of the things that we do, and we have to be able to do that under pressure. So you're absolutely right with that. The other thing um, that the Academy does is in their in their mission statement. So they develop the whole individual. They develop midshipmen morally, mentally, physically. From the moment they enter the Academy on I-Day, they're put in situations that prepare them for from, for, from the fleet. How? How do you think that develops their leadership, all these different situations that they're put in?
1: Um, It tests their limits and it also expands their thinking. I remember my husband told me a story one time about him being a young junior officer on temporary duty and he was in charge of enlisted for the very first time. And he was telling me that he had an enlisted person who had gotten himself in trouble, and was pretty much asking my husband to give him a second chance. My husband felt sorry for him, and said, "Okay, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a second chance." After that happened, the senior enlisted, his um, master chief, came to him and said, "Ensign Roars." Do you have any idea how many second chances that young man has gotten? My husband got to thinking, he said, wow, I I need to know the bigger picture. Like I need to be in charge. And in one of the aspects of being in charge is going to talk to my people and finding out what's the story, what's the background, Mm -hmm. instead of just being, you know, I'm in charge and I'm gonna make this decision. He learned a big lesson as an ensign that way. At the Naval Academy, they're going to put them incrementally more and more in charge. Mm -hmm. And their responsibilities will grow and grow exponentially. And they will have more aspects of any given situation to have to think about.
0: That's a great example, Kathleen, uh, because I always tell my kids and I told my oldest, like I told my daughter, like I'm telling my youngest who will be in the fleet next year, listen to your master chief, ask questions of your master chief, because they're the, really the ones with the experience. They're the ones that stick around. Junior officers are there for two years, move on, but the master chief is there for a longer duration. So that's a great lesson that he learned actually early on, which probably helped to mold him as he moved on in the fleet as an aviator. You're also a sponsor. How many years have you been a sponsor? And why did you decide to become a sponsor?
1: We've sponsored since our very first midshipman that we sponsored entered the Academy in 1991. And I am still sponsoring. Uh, the reason that we got into it is is actually twofold. As growing up in Annapolis, my parents actually sponsored one of the very first female midshipmen at the academy who's in the class of 80. Her father was an army colonel and was uh, in charge of a base in Heidelberg, Germany. So she was really, really far from home. I have two sisters. So we had a pretty all-female house. She kind of fit right in and we became her second family. I saw how valuable that was to her being so far from home. Fast forward to when we were moving, my husband and I and the two kids were moving back to Annapolis from being out in the fleet. And we decided we wanted to find a way to get more um, involved with the Naval Academy. And I said, well, let's sponsor a female midshipman and give her a place to bake cookies and relax and take a bath. I, I remember specifically thinking there are no bathtubs at the Naval Academy. <laughs> no, there are not. <laughs> so if we sponsor a girl, we can give her an op- a place to take a bubble bath if she wants right. or do her nails. I said, plus it'll get us reconnected. And that's how it started. That's great. She's retired from the Navy now. And you still keep in touch. Yes. Yes.
0: And that's the thing: is the connection as a sponsor, you do become part of a family. Like our our kids sponsors, we're we're family.
1: When my two thousand became the commanding officer of a exactly. destroyer right, right. The chain so, of command
0: so you get to uh go to those because you're invited because you're part of the family basically you also get invited to weddings as a sponsor you're a volunteer so you do this completely voluntarily you don't get reimbursed in any way altruism in a sense for the midshipmen so what as a sponsor what exactly is your
1: role my role is to be here for them and to give them whatever support they need. And I have supported them in a lot of different roles. I've supported them like logistically, let's just say, just by being able to give them a ride or help them, you know, give them a place to store their stuff for the summer. I've also supported them emotionally when their families have been going through tough times and they're so far from home. I've spent many late nights talking him through a rough spot, either emotionally or academically at the academy. I remember one midshipman, I, my husband and I sat down with him, and he was really struggling academically, and one of our suggestions was for him to switch his major mm-hmm. so that he could get better grades, and if he could get better grades, then his standing, his uh, class rank would improve and he would be more likely to get his service selection Mm -hmm. and he did he was in a major that he just really wasn't thriving in and we convinced him that it was a good idea to switch and he was the guy who became the commanding officer of the destroyer he's now a captain in the navy
0: isn't that amazing that you see these pleaves and then they become a and then you see them through all these struggles. And, and I think that's probably one of the most rewarding things for you as a sponsor is to see how they
1: flourish in their career. It is. And they grow, they grow so much. I mean, we get them when they're like 17 years old, 17 or 18 years old, they've never been away from home. They're barely out of high school and they're very much still teenagers. Mm. And when they commission, they're 21, they're 22. They have made it through four years of the academy. And they are very much grown people. Like they're grown men and women. They've matured exponentially through the four years. And then they go out in the fleet and they start over again, growing mm-hmm. and getting another education and, yeah, they're, no, they're nobody That's, again.
0: <laughs> pretty much. They're a they're student again. What would you say to plead parents uh, and to parents in general about the importance of having a sponsor family for their
2: plead? I think it's
1: super important it, to have a sponsor family because I remember moving to a new duty station, not knowing anyone when I got there. And the process of trying to get involved in the community and have a connection took a while. At the academy, the sponsor program gives every midshipman an opportunity to have a connection with somebody out in town. A family, usually it's a family. I talked to a couple of my my midshipman moms of the mids that I sponsor. And I was telling them, I said, oh, you know, your son's doing really well. I don't hear from him too often. I think he's you know, I think he's probably not going to need a sponsor from after this year. And she said, "Oh no." She said, "He might not call you very much, but he needs you to be there. He needs to know that you're out there if he needs you." That makes me feel better cuz they're super busy. Super super busy. And I'm like, "Do you want to come over?" And they're like, we have this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, okay. But she said, just to know you're out there gives him great comfort and security. I know, I know for my
0: midshipmen, their sponsor families made such a huge difference. And like we mentioned, they become part of your family in general. When would plebes usually get to meet their sponsor family?
1: So they're, gonna, they're actually going to meet their sponsors Sunday. They'll have the sponsor meet and greet at alumni hall on Sunday.
0: And then they'll find out who they are, get their contact information, et cetera, et cetera. And then they can pass that information off to their parents.
1: Yes. It's important that the midshipmen share contact information, that the contact information goes both ways, that the sponsor knows how to contact the mid and his parents and that parents know how to contact the sponsor mom. Sponsor family
0: and I think uh, we're we're going to talk about PPW plea parent weekend in a sec. But I found it very helpful with our two midshipmen to meet the sponsor family over plea parent weekend if if possible because sometimes they're traveling or it's just not in the schedule. But have you found that to be helpful?
1: Oh, very. It it helps both parties, but it really helps the plea parents because they want to see where their plebe might be staying. They want to see, they want to meet you. They want to kind of get a feel for what kind of lifestyle you have, where you live. And it gives them great comfort to know that their plebe is in good hands.
0: And what if, uh, because I know this happened with my first, what if the sponsor-plea combination is not necessarily a good fit? What,
1: what would happen then, do you think? Well, it happens a lot. It, it happens probably more than people realize. There's two good options for the midshipman if their first sponsor doesn't quite click. One would be to go back to the sponsor office and contact Rose Clark and simply request a new sponsor. They, they will do that for the midshipmen. The other thing that happens most often is that the plebe will go to somebody else's, a shipmate's, a company mate's sponsor's house, and that'll be a great fit. And they'll just stay. I have adopted mids as well as assigned mids over the years. And sometimes my relationship with the adopted mids, the bonus mids, is stronger than the one I was assigned originally. So it happens all the time.
0: Okay. Yeah. I found that uh, with our oldest, the the first sponsor family was so sweet, but lots of younger kids who expected our plebe to play. And so it didn't, it wasn't quite as relaxing a time. Couldn't get a lot of studying done. And so at the end of plebe year, he decided not to go back. They still kept in touch, but he just decided to not go back and visit um quite as often and he was adopted by his roommates parents who were also sponsors and then they subsequently sponsored my daughter as well and these are the people that are like family so wow. it is true sometimes it just works out that way from your perspective as a sponsor what are some things that you have observed that parents should do and some pitfalls of being a navy parent that could be avoided
1: Parents in general should make an effort if they can, because a lot of parents are far, far away. We have parents in Hawaii and Alaska, and we have parents who come from all kinds of different economic backgrounds and everything. But if possible, I believe it's truly important for the parents to come to the academy and visit. And equally as important is that they don't come and visit too much. Kind of a double edged sword. They need you to come and touch base. They need that anchor. And yet they also need you to let them fly. That's where the communication with your mid, like being on the same page with your mid is super helpful and important. They want you to be there, but they don't want you in their hip pocket. (laughs) so to speak. Oh, yes. I
0: talk about that in my book um, because youngster year with our oldest, we ended up being on the yard eight times fall semester, not through, not all through fault of our own. Like we had rented a house for my dad's reunion and he had given us the wrong date. So all of a sudden here we have this house paid for. So of course, why not go? And just other things that, that we ended up being on the yard for, you know, he just had a kind of had this, meeting with us, especially saying exactly what you just said. You know, love to see you, but a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, you know, I remember after my son graduated and he went to the basic school, he came to Annapolis for the croquet match and didn't tell me that he was in Annapolis. And that was my first aha moment. I was, I was thinking to myself, well, of course, if you come to town, you're going to tell me that you're in town. And he didn't. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. But he was with his buddies and he wasn't driving and they had plans of their own and it didn't include mom. And understandably so. Understandably right, so. and I think midshipmen, midshipmen are the same way. A lot of times they're like, hey, mom, nice to see you. Gotta go. Yeah, I got plans tonight. Yeah. And as they as they get older, As they get more senior, that happens more and more often because they're developing their life with their shipmates, their company mates, their friends. They are, after all, in their teens and 20s. That's what people in that age group do. They socialize with people of their own age. And mom and dad aren't always in the plans.
0: That is so true. I can't tell you how many times we planned a trip and plans changed, but we had already bought our tickets, we already booked our rental. And so we just went, and that's why I encourage parents a lot too, to develop their own friendships in Annapolis, to develop their own routine in Annapolis, and all of a sudden, we would we would get there, and uh, our mid would announce there's a change of plans. This is what I'm going to be doing this weekend. So it was either something having to do with academics, um, and depending on the major, too, it may be more demanding. Where he had to complete this project and do group work, or sometimes plans had changed, and now he was going to a concert in D. C. and wasn't going to be able to see us this weekend. And and that was okay, and we just kind of learned to go with that, Sumper Gumby. And we would literally just go and either drop off food. Hey, mom, can you please drop off coffee for five people? We're meeting here. I can meet you at gate three. Or can you bring dinner for four people? We're working on a project. Or So basically, we became a food delivery service, but we got to see him, give him a hug, and we brought food. And that was okay. So it, it is very important to learn to kind of adjust and adapt to that. So I really I do appreciate that, that advice because we've lived through it. And speaking about Semper Gumby, as we approach PPW, uh, what, from your point of view as a mom, sponsor, alumni, uh, spouse, and uh, USNA employee, what should parents expect for PPW? Are there one or two things that you think would be helpful to parents that you could give as advice?
1: So my advice to parents coming for Plea Parent Weekend is to lower your expectations. Because your plebe is most likely, there are exceptions. There are plebes that want to go and do things and explore the area. But by and large, my experience has been that plebes want to get to a hotel room, get out of their uniform, <laughs> sleep, yeah. eat, talk on the phone, and get on the internet. Those are the things that they have been void of for the last six weeks. They haven't had those opportunities. They wanna catch up with their friends. They wanna to talk to the girlfriend or boyfriend. They wanna play video game. All the things that they are used to doing at home. I, I've heard of Bleebs saying, mom, as soon as they get in the car, we need to stop at McDonald's. I'm dying for McDonald's. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you have your teenager back because that's what they what they're looking forward to that's what they've been dreaming about at night is (laughs) i can't wait to get a burger or i can't wait to have pizza or i can't wait to get out of this uniform they do a lot of sleeping
0: it's funny because with my oldest he didn't do as much sleeping as i thought he would be i was just i was preparing prepared to see him nap the whole time and And something he told me, which I thought was so funny, he said, Mom, I can sleep at the academy, but you're here just for this weekend. I don't know when I'll see you again, because at that point, we had not planned the next trip. So some of them may sleep. Some of them may stay up like mine, but probably want to eat. Can you talk a little bit about just how each experience is right for each family, because each Is going to be different, each family dynamic is going to be different. So, you know, as you read things on on social media, it's important not to compare your path and your journey to other journeys uh, because
1: everybody's different, right? Right. I I mean, the diversified families that I've come in contact with over the years through the sponsor program, I had a midshipman one time who was adopted who grew up on a chicken farm. And I had a midshipman who was the child of a US congressman. So the, the range of, of midshipmen and the range of their backgrounds is, is wide. It, it's not the same for everyone. And that, that means that everybody's journey is going to be completely different for sure. Social media doesn't help because it kind of sets up a set of expectations for people. Yes, yes. And we see it over and over and over again, right, Annie? We see yes. it when the conversations start to come up about sponsors. What mm-hmm. can you expect from your sponsor? Mm-hmm. And then somebody's disappointed that that sponsor didn't meet their expectations. Right. What What can I expect from Plead Parents Weekend? And I'm saying expect your plead to sleep and you're, Plebe is wide awake and wants to go to Washington, D.C. and tour the monuments. And you're like, well, that's not what they told me to expect. Right. And commissioning week is a huge one where everybody comes in with a predetermined set of expectations if you go by what you read on social media. And it really is super important for you to do your own thing
0: do your own thing and not feel like your journey is not meeting up to certain expectations. No, your journey is right for you,
1: right? Absolutely not. If I look at, if I look at my own commissioning week experience in particular, looking back on that, I would have done it completely differently. Plead Parents Weekend coming up. If your family does certain things a certain way, then do your, do that. Don't, don't, go by somebody else's story on how you should run your plea Parents Weekend.
0: That's very true. And and I I lived through that. My family and I lived through that because all the advice we had, yeah, you know, that they may want grandparents and, and people there. So we had like half the family there, grandparents and aunts and uncles. And we had a house full of people. And I think it was a little bit overwhelming for our oldest. He enjoyed seeing everyone, but not as much downtime. And then for me as a mom, and I talk about this in my book, it, it was horrible because I had to play host to all these people the entire weekend. I did not get to sit down with my oldest when he was a plebe at Plead Parent Weekend because I was cooking and cleaning and cooking again and cleaning up again. And I would listen from the kitchen and try to get you know a little bit of his stories and missed basically everything he said. And then when I sat down with him, he wouldn't remember what he said. So I totally missed out on that moment. So it is very important to not have preconceived expectations and do what's right for your plebe and do what's right for your family.
1: One of the specific stressors comes in when a plebe family decides to bring the significant other. That's a really interesting, Dynamic That really has to be completely thought through and understood what the expectations are before they come. So if you're bringing a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you as a parent should have some good understanding of where that extra person that you're bringing with you fits into your midshipman's life Mm -hmm. and how you're going to share the time. Yeah, that's very true. That's great. That's really something worth
0: worth thinking about because it, it can be a, a, an interesting situation. Since you've been through so many plebe summers, uh, including your own uh, child's plebe summer, and then all of your sponsor children, shall we say, can you share one of your favorite plebe summer mom or a favorite sponsor memory that
1: comes to mind? Back then... Um, the plebes only had five minutes. Now they have 30 minutes. And again, there was no such thing as FaceTime or smartphones or anything like that. We actually happened to be on vacation at Cape Cod and we were out on the national seashore when on the day of our phone call, we were in a restaurant that we soon discovered did not get cell service because of its positioning on the dunes. So we climbed up a dune into a parking lot and literally sat on a curb in the parking lot because our car was someplace else for two hours waiting for our five minute phone call. Wow. And I have to say it was worth every minute because we got to talk to him and he was doing great. But it was one of those funny stories that I look back on now. I'm like, wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> that and also probably heart-wrenching at the time like yeah oh my gosh yeah.
1: <laughs> I know and I'm gonna miss it I'm gonna miss it no we didn't miss it but it was late and that's something that the police parents have probably already experienced is that sometimes those phone calls don't go off when they're scheduled to go off and right. you get to, your brain starts to make up all kinds of stories about what's going on and right don't worry if they're all fine they're all, They're
0: all good. fine, and I and I always like to say, and especially when my my uh, oldest was deployed, is no news is good news.
1: Yeah, well, no news is good news. the other thing that happened one time is having access to the yard and the midshipman store and everything. When my son was a plebe, I actually saw one of his, I saw his company in the mid store, and I saw one of his company mates, one of the girls in, in the mid store. And I contacted her mom and said, I think I saw your daughter today at the mid store. And she said, Oh, I said, yeah, you know, she's like about five feet tall and she has curly blonde hair and a scar above her eye. Her mom goes, no, no, that can't be her. My daughter doesn't have a scar above her eye. Not anymore. (laughs) She had hit her head and gotten stitches, and hadn't had a chance to tell her mom yet that she had gotten stitches. I didn't know that. And I spilled the beans and her mom was like, she contacted me later. She goes, well, you're right. She has a scar them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I was, I, right then and there I learned, don't say anything to the moms because they might not, they might not know.
0: They might not know, or they might not get the whole context of the whole thing. And exactly. yeah, for sure. For sure. Just digressing for about a minute to King Hall. So I had the, the question and the argument, and it can get very contentious as always, lunch at King Hall during PPW. My kids had wanted nothing to do. And all of my friends that I know of their kids had wanted nothing to do with having lunch at King Hall PPW they wanted off the yard as quickly as possible out of their uniform into their PT gear because during plebe summer uh, plebe uh, plebe parent weekend sorry and plebe year they have to wear their PT gear they cannot be in civilian clothes so they want their uniform off they get into their PT gear so what is your brief perspective about King Hall during Ple parent weekend.
1: My perspective on that is, go when it's second class parents weekend,
0: hmm.
1: and eat in King Hall second class parents weekend, not ple parents weekend. They will want you there, second class parents. Weekend. They want you there, second class parents weekend. They're in a leadership role while you're there. The food isn't any different. <laughs> that's true. It seems like it doesn't change at all. <laughs> the food isn't any different. You're not going to miss out on a great meal,
0: right? So. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And then yeah. the other thing, the other thing that my my plebes, or then plebes, told me is when I when we were going into plea parent, uh, into bankrupt hall during PPW to see their quarters, and it depends again on the plebe. And, and that's where it's so important that you mentioned just to talk to your plebe and have that communication. And I remember my one plebe was what it told us, don't say hello, don't look in their direction, just walk to my quarters and we're walking out. And then the other one was like, okay, just say hello. And that's it. No stories, no nothing, just keep going. Uh, because they have to live with the consequences, right? Of what we say or whatever. So what has your experience been with that as far as, I guess, listening to your plebe in that sense, when they go well, into Bancroft,
1: oh, that's exactly that's exactly the best advice anybody could give the parent is be polite, but don't don't be your plebe upper class or company officer's new best friend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> they will be they will be mortified. My army dad used to say, "Keep your head down and your powder dry." Mm -hmm. and I believe in the in at the Naval Academy we say you need to fly under the radar yes and that as a parent you need to fly under the radar
0: that's a very very true actually so thank you for that advice after plea parent weekend the brigade will be reformed shortly thereafter there'll be hello night where the plebes get to meet the upperclassmen and I talk about that in my book as well but when the academic year starts, it's different. So they're no longer under, under the watchful eye of their detailers per se. So now they have to be accountable for their time. They have to prioritize themselves or detailers aren't telling them where to go, when to be there. Now it's up to them. So what are some, from your experience as a mom and a sponsor, what are some things that plebes struggle most with during the academic year?
1: They struggle with time management for sure, because they are given not only a huge heavy academic load if you think about sending your child off to college and the difference between the high school academic load and the collegiate academic load yeah you can multiply that times two at the naval academy or ten <laughs> because they are required to take a full schedule of and minimum of 15 hours some of them are carrying twenty two hours twenty three hours, so yes, for sure, academically, they're in overload. They're being given tasks and responsibilities that are unique to being a plea, like you were mentioning before, you have to get all your upper classes signatures, mm-hmm. you have to uh, do the upper classes bulletin boards mm-hmm. you You have to. March in parades. You have your extracurricular. It's a mandatory extracurricular. You can't just take extracurricular time period off to study. So they, are, they have to learn very quickly how to pr- prioritize and manage their time. They have pr- precious little downtime. I, would, I, I venture to say they have zero downtime. If yes. they have downtime, they're missing something right. Yeah. so I think I think Sundays is probably the best day for them to have some quiet downtime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but that's that's what they struggle with. They struggle with that, that adjusting to this very regimented lifestyle that is full of responsibilities and the idea that they're never going to get it all done. And the idea that they're also not going to get an A in everything—that is a—that is a huge struggle for most of the plebes because they're used to they are, they were the big fish, and now yes. they're not. Now and, they're they're all big fish swimming in a small pond. Well, and they're not used to failing. They're not right. used to getting a D. Right. And at the Naval Academy, sometimes a D is is it's passing and they learn to be thankful for that.
0: Right, yeah, that's so true. And then you have to think also that even if you're a poli-sci or history or uh, um, an English major in the humanities, let's say, Uh, they are still going to have to take the four semesters of calculus. They're still going to have to take physics for two semesters. They're still going to have to take chemistry for two semesters. They will still have to take electrical engineering as a second class of systems engineering. So there are a lot of technical classes that are required as a part of the curriculum that may not be their skill set naturally. So they'll have to put more effort into it. And then the other thing too, I think, and you can comment a little bit about this, is not only the academics and, and all the military things and plebe things that they have to
1: manage. I feel like this is an important co- point of mm-hmm. discussion okay. is that every parent and every plea are struggling with the standard, the usual um, struggles of leaving home, going away to school. Some of these midshipmen have never been out of their own home state some of them have never
2: been far from home ever and now they're like my own my own husband he came to the academy alone his parents didn't accompany him and he had never seen the naval academy he did everything out in california and he got to the naval academy and realized there was a 10-foot wall around the place So a lot of these Midshipmen are not only struggling with Midshipmen life, but they're just struggling with the idea that they're no longer at home and they get, they get homesick, especially plebe summer, especially I, plebe summer.
0: I think when the rig, brigade reforms, it, it almost starts a little bit over again because they're overwhelmed with all the, like during plebe summer, there are more plebes than, than upper class and, and detailers. But after the brigade reforms, they're in the minority. There are now less plebes, much less plebes than there are upper class. And I think the other thing also is that idea that of others before self, that anything that has to do with the company or their squad needs to be a priority over their own priorities. So if that means failing at, at something for you personally, because you have to step up for your company or your squad, it has to be done. And I think that's hard. That's a hard thing for them to grasp as well. Once the grades start coming in
2: and and the classes. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge adjustment. And there is a lot of value in the description of the Naval Academy as being in three different parts. Oh, in the the thirds? It really is a three-part experience. And getting your child through plebe summer is one part, getting them through plebe year is the second part. And then the next three years, making sure, you know, being, getting them through the next three years is just a completely different experience, right? Right. Right. It's true. The plebe year, the plebe summer thing, they are, they are far from home for the first time. Right. And it's a lot like your regular college student who goes far from home. It's a lot for both mom and dad and the midshipmen.
0: It's a yeah. lot. And even midships too, because I remember oh, yeah. um, my kids missing their siblings as well.
2: And a lot, a lot of these mids are like the oldest of a large family. And mm-hmm. they, there's a big piece of the family missing when they go come off to the academy.
0: There economy. is. There really is. And thinking about the opposite end of the spectrum now. So we're talking about plebes. And I'd like to focus, because of your depth and breadth of experience, thinking about our Firsty families who will be going into Firsty year, a lot of first lasts <laughs> and a lot of um, planning and looking forward to commissioning week and, and, and just this culmination of this four-year journey and all of their hard work. And and also the parents as well, because the parents many times sacrifice a lot and are are supporting their midshipmen and their endeavors. What advice could you give Firsty families as they approach the beginning of Firsty year and then subsequently commissioning and going
2: out in the fleet or Marine Corps? Well, I would say you should come to the academy and do whatever it is you've been wanting to do. Don't save it all for commissioning week. That's the first thing, is don't, don't save your first Glee Club concert for the Glee Club concert during commissioning week. In fact, I would say, do. I would give this advice to anybody who's not a plea parent, like over the three, the next three years, go to an Army-Navy game, go to a Glee Club concert, find a time to come see the Halloween concert. What's specifically to the first first year is mm-hmm. I felt really, really, I probably cried more during first class year than I did any other year that my child was at the academy because I knew it was the beginning of the end. Yes,
0: I did. I, I, I felt very similar during first year as I did in plebe year. Yes. Where I would just kind of burst into tears for no and and not like howling tears, but you know, just I got teary eyed or would start crying at, at the drop of a dime for whatever reason.
2: I got I get very sentimental. Oh my gosh, this is the last rugby match I'm gonna mm-hmm. be able to watch him play. Yeah. Yeah. This is the last parade
0: I'm gonna see him march in. The last first day of school. The last Yes,
2: and, and social media doesn't help that either because there's pictures <laughs> all over the place about the last first day of school and that sort of thing. But I think the biggest stressor for me first year was the realization that at the end of the year at commissioning, he was no longer going to be safe and secure behind those 10 footballs, that he was going out in the real fleet.
0: Yes, yes. I can relate to that. For
2: sure. And that when he left the academy, he was not ever coming back. Hmm. Now that may be unique for me because I'm I'm an Annapolitan. I lived here, and I had the blessed I was blessed to be able to have my son seven miles from my front door for all four years. And a lot of the Richmond parents may have already realized that they're not coming home. Before they commission, but for me in commissioning, I mean, in first class year, it was the realization that this was all about to get very real. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right.
0: And as we reach the end of our time together. Oh, also one word for first year parents about commissioning week, I think we could probably say to them what we're telling plea parents. And, and it kind of comes around in 360, right? In a full circle that they need to make their commissioning week good for their family, whatever is right for their, and whatever their mid wants, and maybe try and kind of negotiate things that you might want, but really uh, think about what your midshipman wants. It's a, it's a family celebration, right? For the week. Um, but kind of respect um, the major things that your midshipman wants and, and kind of put your, what you would like to do as well and try and, and reach a compromise so that you're both happy. But there is no right or wrong way to do commissioning week. You don't have to have a rental. You don't, you don't have to do a lot of things. So can you say a little bit to that?
2: Oh, well, you're absolutely right about that. I think we all go into the four years of the academy and I see it a lot on social media where people are like renting a house that sleeps twenty people, and they're renting it three years before commissioning. And this is three years before you've even had a conversation with your midshipmen about how what they want for their commissioning week. And I think that. It's fine if that's what everybody wants. That's what you should do. But there's a lot of validity to taking a different approach to commissioning week as well. There's a lot of validity to circling the wagons and and having the nuclear family be the only people that you have to manage that week. And let your midshipmen call the shots, for sure. Now, I remember deciding very... Very early on, that I was going to be a party party goer, not a party thrower.
0: Yes, I agree. We did that too. And,
2: yes, and and the, and that's over a lot of years. Like I've actually given a, a graduation party here for one of my sponsor mids, and had the big huge party with the tent and all that kind of stuff. And I quickly decided at that point that. That was not going to be the way our family was going to handle commissioning week. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. And if that's your thing, then great. I mean, I've, I've been to a commissioning ceremony where we just went out to dinner with
1: mom and dad in the mid. And that was perfectly, that's all they wanted. Yeah. And it was okay, too.
2: And, and
0: you were at our commissioning for our mid that was a 2020, which happened to zoom
1: Which is a virtual commissioning. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever live
0: that one down, but anyway. <laughs> so thank you for that advice because I think it is very valuable advice and just kind of do what's right for your family and, and don't go by other people's expectations. Um, and then finally, to kind of wrap up our time together, which I want to thank you so much for your time and your advice. Um, again, just kind of uh, tapping into all this insight and experience that you've accumulated over the many years, what insights could you give parents as to how to navigate the journey? And I know you and I became friends. I know one of the things that has been crucial for me has been battle buddies uh, and having people that that can kind of hold me up when things get tough. And you know, with my daughter, we had a couple of things that just were tough and you were there and Alicia and so many friends were there to, to hold us up. And we also met, at a military parents' uh, retreat, and I'm going to be talking to Elaine soon. Oh, great. Um, and and I love her, and I know that you kind of mentioned this as well, that this phrase of embrace the sock type thing. What advice can you give parents to best navigate the journey um, at
1: USNA as we wrap up? Well, I think your advice is a good one, and that is, and this is very difficult for parents from all over, the country, because it's not it's not hard for me to find other people who understand the Naval Academy and the military way of life because right. i I live in Annapolis. I'm surrounded by the military. I'm surrounded by Navy every every day. right. I, I work at the Naval Academy. Everybody around me has some affiliation with the Naval Academy. Like it's not hard for me to find people who understand the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations of having a child at the Naval Academy. So first and foremost, I I would take your advice and that would be to tap into the resources that like your um, Facebook page, your book, like get, get up to speed on what to expect and how things are done and find people who have knowledge and can help you and can support you and can understand the journey that you and your midshipman are going through. So that's first and foremost. The second thing I would say is learn as much about the life that your midshipman is, is experiencing so that you have an understanding of what they are dealing with. If you understand what their workload is like, what, what their life is like, then it'll give you a much better perspective when it comes to um, helping them through their difficulties, but also navigating through your own feelings about disappointment or, you know, like if a holiday isn't going to happen the way your holidays normally happen at your house because the Naval Academy has thrown a wrench into it somehow. Right. 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 I think it would be, you know, I think it's really important that you kind of understand, have a good understanding of how things operate, and and don't fight that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you think if you fight it, nice. it's the it's the embrace the suck. It's the yeah. I don't really understand all these rules and regulations, but I'll accept them. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. Because once once you accept them. You, if, once you accept that, you know, he can't go like plead parents weekend, for instance, once you accept the fact that he can't be seen outside without being in uniform or that he can't wear just a regular pair of shorts and a T-shirt inside your hotel room. Once you accept that, it things go way, way more smoothly for your midshipman, for sure, because right. he's not constantly trying to explain to you what the rules are or try to... Make you understand why he has certain restrictions.
0: Right. And then I think by understanding, you tend to take things less personally. Like initially, I remember there was something that he was late at responding to, or something that I started to take personally. And then I said, wait a minute, you know, this kid is doing this, this, and this, and taking tests on Fridays. And I'm like, no, no, he doesn't have time. I can't take things personally because he's not doing it to bother me or hurt me. He just doesn't have time. His life is so complicated right now. So I think as a parent, it is important to remember that and to not take things personally and to sort of see things
1: from their point of view. Right. Like recently, and this happened to me as a sponsor mom, but it could easily happen to you as a mom. Mm-hmm. I had, a, I had a communication with one of my plebes, and I'm like, I'm bringing you some dinner. And he said, great. I said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And at 10 minutes, when I arrived, I texted him and said, okay, I'm waiting in the parking lot. And I got zero response. <laughs> oh, no. And I waited and I texted him again zero response. And then I called him. Zero response. And I'm like, "Wow. Okay. Well, he had fallen asleep."
2: Oh, bless his heart.
1: Right, exactly. And instead of me being upset by that and and annoyed that I had made this effort to go all the way down there to drop some food off and he fell asleep, I was like, "Oh my gosh. This poor kid is exhausted."
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true with with a parent is like, don't take it personally.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. If they can't respond right away, if they don't can't do something with you while you're in town, if you can't have them over to the hotel room and they can't spend the night, like, don't take that. Don't take that personally. You're right.
0: Yeah, that's 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 just um, that that just makes things a lot easier and on you, but also on your mid um, or on your plea. But anyway, well, thank you so much, Kathleen, for being with us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to answer the questions and just share all the valuable insight and information that that you have because that you really are a wealth of insight and perspective. I know that your friendship's been just one of the highlights of being a Naval Academy parent. And I'm blessed to, uh, to know you and, and I count you as, as family, really not even friend, but family. So, and and that's one of the things also that you mentioned about parents making connections. When you make a friendship as a Navy parent, there are friendships that last a lifetime, just like our kids make lifetime friendships with their classmates and roommates, parents do too. And so I want to thank you for being here and thank you all for tuning in as well. I'm going to give you a second to kind of wrap up, but I also want to uh, let parents know to listen to our next uh, podcast. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can go on my website, usna, midmomsandmore.org. My podcast is on Podbean, and hopefully soon it will be on Spotify that you can just listen there. And of course, my book is available at the Mid-Store, and I do like to say uh, to thank the Mid-Store because they've been so supportive of this project. So my book, A USNA Moms Journal, is available at the Mid-Store, and it's also available through my website um, under the Shop Navy tab on usnamidmomsandmore.org. And at this point, I would just like to turn it over, Kathleen, and if you can uh, kind of bring us home and land that. <laughs>
1: break. Well, thanks, Annie. I love you. You know, we had an instant uh, meeting of the minds when we met in uh, Montana, and our journey started there. And you've been doing wonderful, wonderful service for the midshipmen and their parents through your book and now through your podcasts and it's my pleasure to have shared my portion of the experience and with you and with anybody else who could ve- could benefit from our experience and I look forward to seeing you the next time you're in Annapolis.
2: We are yeah. family
1: it is one big great it, the Navy really is a, a big family and you will, Find that once you make these connections, you will have a family member all over the world because you'll find another Navy mom, and you see it right. All you, all it takes is a bumper sticker on your car. Sometimes, oh
2: yes,
0: or an anchor, or anything to meet
1: somebody. Right,
2: right, (laughs) right.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kathleen, so much. And uh, yes, I will definitely see you next time we're in town. All right, you take care, and. Thank you all for tuning in and go Navy. Beat Army. All right. <laughs> Woohoo.